Yeah, so if you, when this finishes, put something on Netflix or something, yeah? Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And I'm Colin. And this is Fools with Tools, a <laughs> podcast for the pesky pyromaniac. So, guys, rather than talking about uh, what everyone's been up to, how about we just talk about what, what we've got for the next year? Uh, maybe start with Colin. Do you want to just introduce yourself and yeah, just let us know what you've got up to? Well, uh, my name's Colin Furs. I am somebody you may find on the internet or may have seen on the internet. Uh, I, I find often that most people have seen something I've done and <laughs> don't know who I am, which is quite good because I can just sloop back into society and nobody knows. <laughs> so I basically come up with all sorts of engineered contraptions, uh, massive 360 swings, hover bikes, jet bikes, underground bunkers, beds that chuck you out in the morning, to name a few. I forget <laughs> half the time what I've done, if I'm honest with you. So, uh, so basically, that's who I am and what what I do. Now, what am I going to do next year? Well, I mean, every every day I wake up, if I'm not working on something, then I should, and then I think, what am I going to work on today? And I think the first thing I'm going to do in January, because a particular everyone seems to get on the old fitness bandwagon there, don't they? The old the old diets. It's all about <laughs> the diets in January. So I'm going to we're going to take the Colin Furs approach to losing weight. So, <laughs> I so rather, than, rather than shed it through good healthy eating we'll just burn it off yeah <laughs> it's not, it's not thing that came to mind was just yeah. a sauna like a rocket powered sauna but you know it's it's every 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 idea is an is an idea that's acceptable i mean this is the weird thing about my life is i can i can wake up in the morning and and you know let's make slippers with fire underneath them and, and that's an acceptable day's work for me <laughs> that's the best position to be in ever <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, it's fantastic. Awesome. Uh, so, you're going to be at Maker Central this year. Yes, in May. Can't remember the date. Uh, uh, I don't plan that far ahead. I know it is May. So, yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, I do believe I'm after you guys um, on the on the stage doing yeah. something. Yeah, what they clearly put that. I don't know. It all depends on their hey, hey, health and safety officer because I've turned up at talk. <laughs> with various contraptions and he'd be told I can't use anything and then I'm basically <laughs> wing 40 minutes of walking around the stage with half my half of my act like just been cut just, just do what we're gonna do which is not tell them what we're bringing along just turn up with it and be like ah well we're here now sorry well, the, the six foot catapult we were kind of walking through the NEC with last year did <laughs> raise a few eyebrows from the security guards but they never said anything so I'm thinking my my air cannon that I'm going to be bringing in this year <laughs> good idea forgiveness is is easier to ask for than permission if you, yeah. just look, if you just look confusing and bamboozle them they'll just let you yeah. through yeah just pretend you're in a hurry and you haven't got time to speak to them and, and they're just I've got a lanyard <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a big off switch it's okay yeah i'm but, sure nick's gonna allow plenty of absurdity this year yeah well, they're, they're letting us light forges inside so yeah this is true we're gonna have to forge oh, that's good, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah be fine but uh that sounds awesome uh so what about uh you two what have you got planned for next year uh alan brett sorry go on brett uh, me yeah um, I'm going to, Jimmy just posted the vlog with the announcement that we're having all the classes next year. Steve, yeah. you're part of one of them. Yep. Um, maybe we'll get, I'll, I'll make a class and we'll see if we can get Jimmy Dressa and Colin Furs to do something together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just posted all the classes. So I've actually got like a class a month that I'm going to be helping with a couple that I will be more on the like secondary teacher situation. Some of the blacksmithing stuff, even though I am not one, but <laughs> I play one on YouTube. Um, we'll see how that goes. I, a lot of it's just going to be, I, I think attending the events is the biggest plan right now. Like Colin said, may seems like a million miles away, but I'm super excited for maker central because there's just going to be more people there. Like we had James there last year. James Brunton was there. Yeah. And you know, you, you got caught up in your schedule and everything like that, but people were ecstatic that James showed up and he ended up being at a, an electronics booth kind of tucked into the back. And it, it, it seemed a little interesting. I'm like, but that's James, James makes giant robots. But I think again, like we were saying a minute ago, there, there was kind of a lack of communication. It seemed like 
for what he could bring or what he was capable of bringing. So everyone wanted to see the Hulkbuster, but yeah, I don't think he could necessarily lug it into the NEC. But well, I'm looking I think forward to it. We are planning to bring that. I think Nick Ooh. does want us to bring that. Ooh, it okay. is, of all the things to bring, it's one of the most difficult because, yeah. I mean, you can break it down into bits, but it's just, it's very time consuming, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, right. I mean, we can load it up on a van, our end, quite easily because with Tom. Tom, my farmer mate, could just pick it up with a telehandler. So, yeah. but if whether we've got the replica of Tom the other end, who <laughs> just walks up, picks it up, and then just goes and shoves it down somewhere. So, um, I mean, if it can be lifted by like people, I'm sure there'll be enough of us around. That will... <laughs> oh, you've no chance, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. Well, we do have Alan. Alan, who's in the Fools of Tools group, we met last year at the NEC, and he actually ended up being one of the main volunteers doing all the dirty work behind the scenes, setting up booths and things. And Alan is our guy on the inside. So okay. we have, we have the capabilities. We have, we have the power in the group of fools. <laughs> well, I didn't know you had inside Alan. That changes everything. <laughs> in, inside Alan has to be a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the lost carry on film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> all right. Al. You go. Yeah. Um, well, talking of classes, uh, I'm going to start with the um, the sort of community project thing where I'm going to do the kind of zombie survival thing. So there's a there's um like a local community. I think it's like a theatre group, but they run sort of bespoke classes as well for people. Uh, it could be like you know how to do basic electronics around the house. Um, for like single mums, there was a woodworking course, and it's sort of classes that people wouldn't normally take. Um, and the guy approached me and said, we want to do something unexpected. So I thought I could just go in with like a goodie bag, tip it out, kind of uh, ready, steady, cook style. Yeah. And just be like, right, what's in this bag? We're going to survive the apocalypse. And basically, you've got like an afternoon and we've got to build something. So whether it's a weapon or something survival or something to cook with or fuel or something like that. Um, but I think it'd just be a fun thing. And that's going to be the start of then sort of workshops and classes I'm going to start running. Nice. And hopefully that's going to be a way to escape fucking the real world and jobs and find a way out of my job yeah that's that's my mission for next year is to to leave leave my my job and and really what what do you what do you do now what's your i'm a a graphic designer all right are you fed up with that then or yeah it's just it's just it's very much kind of just like making money for big brands so i'm not really doing stuff for people which is what really like gets 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 me going so i try and do that uh outside of work but i just don't have the time so Anything where I can be making things with people, with the community, you know, looking at like you call him building the Hulk Buster and just seeing like kids' faces as you're smashing bricks and setting yeah. fire to birthday cakes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can have an impact on people. Uh, and that's what gets me excited as opposed to sort of, yeah, twiddling around with logos on a Mac all day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I know what you mean. So it's kind of weird. I mean, because I mean, I do all my own editing and everything. Yeah. And that's, that's the part which. I mean, I, I can get somebody else to do it, obviously, and I, and I have thought about that, but it's it's kind of tricky, really, because it's also the part that it's your signature in it, how the video's constructed and everything, and what bits you choose to keep or not. So I, I'm very, I'm I'm a bit one of these people that kind of clings on to everything, you know. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got, I don't get rid of anything. You know what I mean? Everything I've ever made, pretty much, still exists in yeah. some shape or form. There's very few contraptions that have been destroyed. Uh, so in that sense, I'm kind of like, you know, you don't want to unleash too much control, but at the same time, I'm fed up with it. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, spending time on a computer and stuff like that, and it is a bit boring. But it is, it's part of the process of getting yeah. getting the end result. So, But also, I kind of think you can't, you can't enjoy 100% of life. <laughs> then you'll get fed up with that, and then you really are screwed yeah. then. If, yeah. You know what I mean? If, I've had too much fun. Yeah, if one of the best jobs in the world starts to become mundane, you've got nowhere to go. Yeah. So. No, I think I think you're right about sort of closure as well. Like that that editing of a video is, is the end of the process. Mm. I love that part. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not the most exciting part of, of a build, for example, but when you finally got it finished and you finally render a video and you edit it out and you, you post it, that is there's a really satisfaction to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the posting is the well, it's kind of the test then, isn't it? Because yeah. You can you can think you've done a really good job, and then within five <laughs> minutes, my best video ever, or not? <laughs> yeah, because you know yes. the internet's a harsh place, but it's also <laughs> it's also it is harsh, but also I think the you, you know you know pretty quickly whether you've done a good job, and I mean you you'll see 
you know, some comments which are just people, you know, just blatantly either messing around or whatever. But you kind of rule of average, and if you start reading through, you you know what people think of it pretty quickly, really. Yeah. So, and I always think if you if you see a comment that's a, a negative one, and and it hurts, it's because you probably agree with them. Yeah, you know it deep down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Damn, they yeah, found me out. Shit, wasn't it? Damn. <laughs> sort of thing. So you just, I don't know, you have to kind of look at every video and think, you know, is this is this the best it can be sort of thing? If it can be better, you know, do I put it out now and accept, you know, the, the difficulties? Or, you know, do you then, you know, go back and make it better? But... Of course, you know, with time and everything, at some point you have to be a, there has to be a cut off. If you yeah, know, because yeah. you could spend, you know, you can always make something better, but you know, it's the views that pay the money. So you, people have got to see it at some point. Yeah, no, but I mean, that, that, that making better, I think, is something that people actually really love. Like, I love watching you kind of do the Mark Two of the um, the mail shredder <laughs> uh, thing and yeah. actually kind of evolve it and, and learn from what was, what didn't work and. Yeah, you know, obviously adding more power improves anything. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> um, but that was that. That was uh, my favourite part of the build. Yeah, was you then going and, and and sort of upgrading it almost, and then making it you know eat biscuit tins. Yeah. Well, people like people like to see the failures, don't they? Because yeah. I think as well, I think if people see you fail, then they think that that's it's more acceptable. If you know what I mean. If you always nail everything, bang on, that can be quite. Uh, uh, demoralizing for some people to think oh god he gets it right all the time sort of thing so and i think that was one of the things that made the bicycle of springs quite a a, a brilliant video was, i mean a it was just Ridiculous a idea. idea. also it was just like what's this dickhead chucking all this money <laughs> bicycle you know i mean i spent like 400 odd pound on springs and i was still <laughs> and i still just had a bike which just felt you know before it even got on it it wouldn't even stand up sort of things. It, it turned into this money pit. And I just remember, because, I mean, it had been – it had actually – I started it in, like, January. I think it got released in, like, May or something. And it had been – so while the whole time I was building the Hulk Buster, you're moving it around out of shot and stuff. And it, my mate's like, what, what's happening with this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just – you know, I've got some more springs coming next week. Yeah. And we'll, <laughs> Sorry, there, there, more springs. Yeah. They're rubbish, trying to wind them into each other. No, that's still crap. And it, it, it just become a joke, nearly. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> bloody thing. But then it turned out to be the most successful video of the year. So yeah. it's crazy, really. Crazy. Yeah. So if anybody needs springs, you've got a shitload of extra ones. I've got a load of wrecked ones. <laughs> well together, which, as we know, is, you know, a spring does not like that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Right, um, Steve, what's your plans then? Uh, my, well, I, I kind of I'm linking into both of you at the moment because uh, in terms of classes, we've been doing all the classes for next year. So there's uh, a lot of the classes are already sold out, um, but there's there's a lot more going to be added. Hopefully next year we're going to be kind of adding them as we go. Um, we're building out the workshop. So we've got the space um, so to be able to take on more classes and more people. Um, there's a are, they all, of... are they all axe classes, Steve? What's the what's the uh, so there's the, there's a huge well there's there's a variety at the moment. There's going to be more uh, variety added soon. Um, so we've got the the intro to blacksmithing class, which um, either me or Joe runs. Then uh, there's the one uh, make a knife in a day course, which is just you come along one day, you make a knife, that's it. Um, uh, uh, like a beginners, intermediate, and advanced um, knife making courses, and uh, beginners and intermediate axe making courses as well. Um, and we've also got like specialist ones where you you know you come along, you forge an axe, and then uh, on the third day you go out into the woods with a bushcraft expert and you learn how to use the axe. Um, mm-hmm. We're doing the same sort of thing with. Uh, Is that with Iron Joe? Joe Iron. Uh, it's not actually no. He'll be assisting with the bushcrafting stuff. Ooh. But we've got a. Uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's it's another Joe. Um, <laughs> I think it's Joe Leary or something. I don't know, uh, but he's uh, he's a he's well known in the bushcrafting world. Um, and and yeah, and we're going to be doing the same thing with chefs' knives. You come along and uh, like have a feast with a semi-famous chef person that Al seems to know. Um, so that's going to be really fun. Uh, I'm going to be doing more stuff with youtube i'm gonna be doing um a load of stuff with the forge um so the three of us as a collective um i'm gonna be doing uh videos for that um a few how-tos a few kind of 
just nice to watch pieces um as well as trying to do more and more with my youtube channel as well um yeah more pool fly uh yes um <laughs> i've got to do jazz's full fly one um yes. i've got a project from al that i've got to do and at some point i want to go and see jim up in Link, Lan- lancashire lancashire no not lancashire, lancashire. Definitely not definitely not lancashire gloucestershire <laughs> yeah in lincolnshire um because me and him have been talking for ages about building a drift trike much oh like i can't I can't yes a brilliant <laughs> idea yeah brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully at some point i'm gonna go up and see jim and we're gonna do something stupid with that awesome um and in may just before or just after make a central I'll be quitting my job. Hey. Right. This seems to be a year of quitting jobs then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I because I at the moment I do I, I do four on, four off as uh working in IT mm-hmm. and um and I'm also a blacksmith and my days off and the blacksmithing's really fun. The IT isn't, but at the moment the, the IT pays the bills and it's kind of making that transition from one to the other. So yeah, next year's gonna be hectic, it's gonna be hard and it's gonna be awesome. But it's going to be a year of doing big things. And yes. Nice. Yeah. Go we big. Like doing big things. Go big or go back to your IT job. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of weird, actually, because <laughs> the, the transitional part is the a bit. I mean, I suppose it's getting more and more difficult as time goes on. Because, I mean, when I first started on YouTube, I first started uploading in 2006 when it was, I think, yeah. the most subscribed person in the UK had 30,000 subscribers. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? It was, it yeah. was quite small. But they didn't have an AdSense program, and I remember when I when they first rolled it out to the UK, I was like, "Yes, here we go! Come on, <laughs> into the cash!" And like for weeks and weeks, it was on like one two p or something. It was just, and I was like, "It's not even worth thinking about." No. And then I'd add me Wall of Death video, which got slapped on the front page. Yeah. And that got loads of views. And then about, I think it was probably about three weeks later, I thought, like, oh, I better check the AdSense thing. And it was about 300 quid. And I was like, oh, that's, that's better, sort of thing. So it's, it was really, you know, it was quite tricky back there. But of course, now it's a, the, the, the pond's getting ever bigger, yeah. sort of thing. So you're competing with more and more people. And of course, there are lots of people that see, you know, see what I'm and other YouTubers are doing and they think, oh, that's brilliant. I'd like to do that. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's getting harder and harder all the time, but if you don't try, you'll never know. So exactly, yeah. Because the wall of death, I wanted to actually ask you about that. Because was that some, I I know in the video where you burnt it down, you said it was your first one that you'd done like specifically for YouTube. Yeah. Like so, was that a case of you went, oh fuck it, I'm going to film this as a as a YouTube video because you wanted to to do it on YouTube, or was it just? I'm going to build a giant wall of death and I'm going to film it for YouTube as well sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, well, we started building that in January and I'd started uploading videos in the November. So the uh, middle of November. And prior to YouTube, I had, uh, basically I had this VHS tape, which had a load of stupid things on. It's a little <laughs> bit like Jackass sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, Jackass, had, I don't think Jackass had happened by then. I think that come a couple of years later. Yeah, yeah. It was the CKY videos that yeah, Jackass yeah, yeah, yeah. sprawled from that we'd watched. Yeah. So, so I'd had I had all this footage, and basically it was a bit of a weird time. My dad was dying, missus had left me, sort of things. So it was kind of like, oh, you know, what we're going to do? And then someone yeah. said, oh, you know, there's this video site that you can upload stuff to. So rather than me just passing a tape round to to people, sort of thing, all yeah. of a sudden the world the world was watching. And obviously, seeing all the comments and stuff is, I mean, as we all know, it, we know it is nice, isn't it? Seeing yeah. people's reactions. So, I'd had my world's biggest bonfire in the October. Mm-hmm. And I'd done that because I'd finished BMXing and was bored, basically. Because yeah. the great thing about BMXing was there was always something new to learn. And as I got too old for that, and I was basically hanging around with like 15, 16 year olds, <laughs> and I was sort of thing i'd kind of thought i've just you know this has got to finish now and i needed something else to to kind of to have a goal and so i just thought i've bloody (laughs) got a big fire so you know it it, it did work it you know it kept me occupied and uh where we was building it in the field the farmer turned around like about three weeks before he was going to light it said oh the gas there's a gas main running right underneath it (laughs) so it was, it was such a cluster. 
<laughs> basically, the two weeks I'd booked off work, I spent moving 24,000 pallets from one end of the field to the other. Oh there was a load of pallets in another field that we just didn't yeah. get time to even take there. So after we'd had this massive fire, there's still all these pallets left. And I was like, we can't burn them all. That's just, We've done that. Yeah. So it's an I was like, well, let's try and make something out of them. And then that's where the idea of the wall of death yeah. comes from. And of course, because I'd already uploaded a few videos and got a little bit of a hook for that. I was yeah. like, well, let's let's film this, you know, for the internet sort of thing. And it was, you know, obviously we filmed the building of it, the testing of it and the riding of it. Um, which was kind of strange, really, because, if, you know, I look back on my YouTube channel and there's some of the other videos I did, like the world's longest motorbike and the, the fastest mobility scooter. never had build videos. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I never bothered filming me making them. Yeah. I only filmed yeah. me using them. And it wasn't until a little bit later on that I realised that actually people want to see, you know, because it was probably from them projects, seeing all the questions like, how did this yeah. go? Where did that go? And I thought, actually, I should probably film the whole process. Sort of thing. Yeah. So it was very weird that the Wall of Death, the very early one, did get the whole process and none yeah. of did for a little while. But, I mean, again, that's a time thing because I was a plumber. You know, the, the Wall of Death got built on, on weekends and evenings sort of yeah. thing over a four-month period. So, and that's how everything else used to happen. You know, you botter around at the weekend cobbling stuff together. So, and filming does slow you down massively. Oh, massively. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... It probably it doesn't just double the amount of time it takes to build something. It probably you know adds two thirds of the amount of time because you're yeah. messing around with the camera and then there's all the editing and all that blah, sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I wish I could just go and make something and and there'd just be a video and it's yeah. in, in, how it is in my head. All the dark <laughs> slide cams, focus, bolts, and everything. I can't do any of them because I'm in a shed on my own. So yeah. <laughs> just on a tripod. And that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't even remember what I'm talking about this now. <laughs> oh, you're asking about the wall of death, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. So basically it was it was the first project which was it was conceived with the video in mind as well. You yeah. Know, rather than just I've already filmed this, let's cut it up and put it on the internet. So Yeah. So basically I think what I was trying to get at was and it sounds like you were, is is essentially where you were mad bastard before you started filming it. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> it's kind of weird, you see, because I look at people like blooming Travis Pastrana and yeah. stuff, and I'm like, they, they, they're the mad fuckers they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Doing like double backflips and stuff on motocross bikes and smashing yeah. themselves off, you know, the MotoGP riders and stuff. And I'm, I mean, I, I know it looks like I'm a bit mental, but I do, I do think I take calculated risks. But then I think, no, you don't, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you put out a video where you had a load of knives spinning around your waist. Oh, like... no. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just what I think is unsafe. I mean, it's all. I mean, I suppose it's it's the same with everything in it. I mean, like yeah. the, the jet bike is fine unless you fall off it. Yeah. So. And I haven't fell off it, so it's fine. <laughs> and it's the same with the wall of death. Like I didn't wear I mean, I didn't wear a helmet on that because the only helmet I had was two was a big heavy helmet. And when you are, it's it's really weird to under the G force you're under, I mean you're under you must be under one G to get you to stick to overcome, you know, at least one G. But I remember going around and thinking, oh, I'll take my feet off the moped. Do you know what I mean? It's like a no-footer. And literally, I moved my feet to the side, and they just went bang, straight to the side of the wall. Oh. <laughs> and, and it was, you know, I had to really concentrate to bring my feet back onto the scooter. And, like, you know, yeah, you yeah. really felt the forcing. Because when you just sat there, because you're not having to lift anything, yeah. you just don't really feel it that much. It just feels like you're going around the corner all the time. But, the, but when I put a helmet on, because I tried to film... I mean, we didn't have GoPros then, so it was literally just yeah. gaffer tape, <laughs> mini DV camera to my helmet. And I went around like two or three times, and I'm like, it's literally trying to tear my head off. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. camera's like really heavy. So there is some sense to not wearing a helmet, but equally, there's bloody nails sticking out everywhere. So yeah. maybe I'm just, maybe I'm not mad. Maybe I'm just lucky at the moment. <laughs> It's a perspective thing. We, yeah. We've had talks on previous episodes. I mean, the majority of the things in the workshop can kill you in some facet, but we look at them as just tools. Yeah. You know? But a bandsaw will chop your arm off if you're doing it wrong. So 
I don't know. Steve blacksmiths every single day. I just, I absolutely destroyed my thumb the other day because I grabbed the wrong end of a piece of steel for the 400th time. (laughs) And that shit hurts, but it doesn't necessarily stop you from swinging a hammer. Yeah. It's not a jet bike that you're strapping yourself to, but, and seriously, the salad, the salad creating knife belt. I can't remember what you titled it, but I honestly (laughs) wanted to see you go into a restaurant and like make people salads at, table side but then Ooh. i immediately thought of how dangerous that could have been if like someone's sitting waiting for a salad from colin and then just takes a knife to the chest yeah. <laughs> i tell you what it's it's really weird actually because i i get more nervous when i see other people use my stuff yeah do you know what i mean like every time i've ever seen anyone try my mobility scooters or anything i i feel nervous mainly because i'm thinking don't crash it because i gotta fix it so, but the belt of knives is a strange one because when you're in the center of it, you do feel relatively safe because they're around you. Right. Um, but somebody else, uh, can you remember Eurotrash? Yeah. yeah. Anton yeah. from Eurotrash come and they come and did an interview with me on Sunday. And really? he had a go in it and it just <laughs> petrified me because half of me thinking like, I've definitely fixed those knives on properly because now yeah. if they fly off yeah. <laughs> towards me, not away from me. And then they did this shot where they want, they basically had him, his face was at the exact height of the knives and I was putting a leak through it and he was like trying to catch them in his mouth. And I was just like, it was just like so weird. I'm like thinking, please nothing. Please don't get lunch one. <laughs> this, this could go really bad, really bad. But, um, it, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, like you say, it's one of those things. If I just decided to just put my hand through it, yeah. you know, you're going to lose a finger because there is eight really sharp carving knives. So yeah. you know, this this <laughs> it's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a great YouTube video. So we. <laughs> but how many of your projects do you look back at and just go, I probably shouldn't have done that. Um. There's some that I won't, I don't necessarily, I mean, like things like the jet bike, I, I won't go on it again yeah. unless it's worth it. And like the wall yeah. of death as well, because the wall of death hadn't been ridden for years, mainly because it started to get a bit dilapidated and it was getting really bumpy. So you had to ride it at an uncomfortable speed to get the bike to stick to it from the bumps. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, it, I think if I was, I mean, obviously I've got a bit older now. I don't think I would do that sort that project now sort of thing because just you don't heal so quick when you're nearly 40 yeah so um you, you know you get start getting a bit more brittler the the 360 swing made me a bit nervous oh, that, that was halfway just... through it yeah because you know like when you get a tent and you lay it on the floor you look at the tent you think this isn't very big yeah sort of thing but then you pop it up <laughs> and you get inside and you're like oh it's actually quite roomy yeah Exactly the same thing with the 360 swing. We laid the triangles out on the on the lawn, and and basically the triangle was just like seven and a half meters is the longest piece of steel I can make. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to be welding bits because that's just you know rubbish. So I was like, right, that's the longest point of our triangle. The rest of bits will be whatever they are to fit yeah. to meet that, so it could be as high as it was. And on the floor, they just looked like normal triangles. And then we got to the bit where we literally hoisted them up. <laughs> and I just remember looking up and saying to Rick, I was like, what What on earth have I done here? I'm not that, you know, I hate fair rides. I'm not too bad with heights, but it just, I was just looking at it thinking like, that's high and that's, that in, that's the halfway point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to yeah, be upside down twice as high as that. And then... And then I strapped a big fan to my back. <laughs> oh, yes, I won't do that again. That was that was scary because even at tick over, it speeded up. Yeah. Sort of thing. So you revved it, which got you to go over, and then you let your hands off the throttle, and it still kept getting faster. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, sort of thing. So again, it was like a real – there was a kill switch on the handlebars, which was having to really think about pushing – because you're just all your all my brain cells are just on hold on hold on there's yeah. no straps and I thought if it keeps getting faster and faster and faster potentially I'm going to get <laughs> chucked off this 
Yeah. Thing. The only saving grace was I knew it's got next to no fuel in it because the fuel tank was just, <laughs> just wait till it runs out. Yeah, <laughs> and jar worth, and it used to starve itself as well. Yeah. So I thought, well, if it does keep going, it is gonna, it's gonna cut out at some point. But then if it keeps accelerating like this, <laughs> is that gonna be at the right time? I don't know. It had a brake on it. That was rubbish. That wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. So yeah, that was um, that was a stupid day. <laughs> so that obviously that was that was physically big um yes. as was the attack um yeah. this year have you got like big projects like that planned in your head already i know you said kind of things just um, in the morning and think of things but it's or is it all secret weird. I've, I've got a list of stuff on my phone which i want to build um they're not all massive because the, the thing with the hulk buster was it was it was two and a half months of work, maybe nearly nearly three. Yeah. yeah. And you do all that for essentially a three or four videos. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't really work, if you know what I mean, right. because people want content and some projects like that either have to be built in the background, sort of thing very slowly. Yeah. Or or you need to get a lot of people involved. And I I tend not to do that because I mean I'm I'm I've kind of held back a little bit from having a team of people, you know, try and help me out with stuff because I think like the the thing that's been most interesting is that I'm just one man in a shed, yeah. you know, a normal sized shed at the side of a normal house, and most YouTubers once they get to like you know six seven million views, they've you know they've moved into some bloody posh flat, they've got editing yeah. teams, they've got PR people, and I just think you've you know you've You've lost, <laughs> you've lost the essence of what all this is all about. You know, the whole point Absolutely. of YouTube is it is it is yeah. a little it's homemade, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's not a production company. Yeah, trying to yeah, it's not television, and it's yeah. people trying to do stuff that other people can try and replicate. And and it's things like I mean, like I've got the CNC plasma cutter. It was a real difficult choice of do I get that because that's such an exotic piece of kit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be using that, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, I haven't got one of them." Sort of thing. So I've told myself if I ever do something, a project where I, you know, people are going to replicate it, like the drift trike and okay. things like that, I can't use that piece of equipment because it's just not in everyone's toolkit. I mean, it is yeah. fantastic. It literally is a life changing yeah. uh, machine. It's, I would, if they try to take it back off me now, I would <laughs> wrestle them to the ground because <laughs> it is just amazing. But, you know, but I do tell myself there are some projects where you just can't use that, Colin, because it's, yeah. It's yeah. too far out there. And I've made sure I've got a small one as well because they offered me like the full, like uh, eight <laughs> foot one, but you can put a full sheet on. I'm like, yeah. A, I haven't got anywhere to put it. And B, that is a step way too far, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. so yeah. So, in terms of big projects, I'm not, oh, I mean, also they tend to be the sponsored ones as well. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. it depends what comes in because I did turn down, I do turn down quite a few sponsored videos if a i'm not that interested in it or you know whatever they're asking is not quite in keeping with the channel yeah but um but also like james bruton's you know the bumblebee he's doing at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. that was supposed to be a, a me and him project okay but i i felt it was too close to the hulk buster right. sort of thing and i was like we're yeah, basically yeah. making the hulk buster again but it falls down into a car and and i just i didn't want the stress of it before christmas really i'm like yeah, that yeah. is a that is a lot of work I to mean, get he's it as well isn't he Pardon? he's flying through that like there's three videos out already and yeah and he's been working on it since the first of october right and he's had uh, i think that girl's been living in his house for like nine <laughs> it looks that way <laughs> so which he looks like he's enjoying <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but i just didn't want that i was like, i don't want to spend two two and a half months on something yeah. and get three videos out of it it's just i'm you know i don't want to do that at the moment but i have got a few ideas for some big projects but it's whether I get planning permission for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, being one of them anyway. Yeah. So. Nice. Brett, big big projects on the horizon. Um. Well, we have the outstanding build a full size replica of Serenity. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, I I have some some bigger crazier ideas. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of fitting that Colin's here today. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mind if I uh, like announce it because it's not anything kind of secret because no one's cracked it yet. Like Adam Savage has tried it on MythBusters a couple of years ago, but 
I've always wanted to try and make a working hook shot from Zelda. And no one can do it because like the physics of it don't make any sense. It's too small and it's this handheld thing that shoots a chain out and then it's meant to be able to pull you up in the air or yeah. pull objects to you or whatever. But the physics and the construction of it are like too small and you're not supposed to have like an air canister attached to you or, you know, any kind of motors or gears. So I would like to figure that one out, but I feel like it's honestly kind of a, a deep dive of a project that I don't know mechanics that well. I The stuff that I make is relatively simple in terms of like anybody can do it. Cause it's not like I'm a master at anything that I do, but that that's one that's probably like the furthest out there in terms of something small that seems kind of manageable just by size, mm -hmm. but is kind of physically seems a bit impossible. He tried to Adam Savage tried to do the one, like the bat Batman right. hook, thing, oh, yeah, the whatever. Yeah. And he couldn't figure it out or he ended up having to make like an entire backpack for it. And it just it just kind of lost the entire drive. Um, I have a couple of bigger ideas. You know, everybody wants me to build a pirate ship. Maybe that'll be like the <laughs> the long end game. Is I've got to build it. Yeah, Colin. I don't. You may not know a bunch about me at all, if anything. But I do a lot of I do a lot of piratey crap, and I made the interior of a pirate ship, kind of. Oh right, where's but, that? Is it your lounge or something? Uh, I'm, I'm in the workshop right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just turned around. I built like a set for myself over. I'm, I work in Jimmy Duresta's workshop. Um, and I, it would be awesome to build an entire ship. How cool would that be? <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely build that, but I gotta be, you know, that's, that's a long, yeah. as, as Colin's talking about it, it makes me realize that it's like, man, that would honestly probably be like six months or a year worth of work eventually it would really be like a couple of videos maybe because no one would want to watch but yeah because this this is the problem isn't it is that everyone says oh yeah we want to see the whole process yeah but if you they string don't. it out too long <laughs> then everyone gets bored and then all of a sudden the the final one will come out and everyone's fed up with it sort of <laughs> like because it has to make it has to make sense in terms of funding it do you know what i mean because that's the thing is Although when I started YouTube, it wasn't for the money because there was no AdSense scheme. Obviously now, it, it has to make sense. I can't pump loads of money into materials on something that nobody watches because, you know, it turns into, you know, it's costing me money sort of thing. Now, luckily enough with the sponsored videos, there's, they, they pay for stuff. So the Hulkbuster, although it took a long time, you know, I didn't lose out on it because eBay funded the whole thing. But in terms of other projects, like, you know, like your own personal ones, there is a limit to how long you can spend on them and what you get back. Because you don't know what the view's going to be. You know, you can do something you think's bloody amazing and you put it out there and the world just goes, yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> And then you're like, oh, brilliant. That's costing me a load of money then. So, yeah. Sort of thing. So you do, have to, you do have to take that into consideration. But what you were saying about the grappling hook, have you seen my Assassin's Creed one? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that, was, that was one of the original ones that I was looking at in terms of like construction of it all. That's a lot of what you did in that project I've never attempted before. Mm -hmm. And like the, the kind of mechanics that you tend to put in a lot of your projects. Like I remember watching the magnet shoes, the Magneto boots or whatever, and just being like, oh my God, I wish I knew more about how magnets and taking apart a microwave works. And, you know. That's I actually watched, one of I my favorite lot. projects. Was it really? Yeah, because... A, no one had walked upside down on their shed ceiling before. I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was a world first. Yeah. The only, I did a little bit of research, and I think it was only NASA that had, that had tried doing anything with magnetic shoes to get people in the space station to be able to stick to the floor or something. Yeah. That's the only thing I could find. And then also, they were built for like 20 quid. I mean, it was like two scrap microwaves, which cost me nothing because the scrappy just give them to me. Some uh, offcuts of stainless, which I'd got out of somebody else's scrap bin. And then basically four ratchet straps sort of thing and some and some batteries and i'm like this is the you know probably a really easily replicatable project for quite a lot of people maybe not all the tig welding and stuff but you could bodge it together you could use brackets and nuts and bolts if you wanted to and i was like the end result is i've walked upside down in my shed <laughs> or something which is made out of complete junk i'm like it is the perfect youtube project yeah, yeah. it's absolutely perfect but anyway 
Oh, as you were. <laughs> no, I mean, it, you bringing it up like the, uh, just for ex- as examples go and like personal projects, since we're kind of chatting about that, something like the pirate ship is one of those personal things that would be like, man, that would be super cool. And then maybe I would just go, you know, sail around for a while and, and go, go on my own adventures and maybe not worry <laughs> so much actual about pirate. Yeah, yeah. An actual pirate. Um, and then be able to, you know, afford the materials and the time to make it that that's kind of an impossibility for me at the moment, but something to strive for, you know, I'll probably end up with a bunch of coil springs as well left over afterwards, <laughs> even though there shouldn't be any in there, but something like the, the hook shot, you know, when I watched the Assassin's Creed one that you did, it it was the closest. It was the closest that anybody had achieved to having something like that. A lot of it was just like the form of it. I'm like, ooh, I wonder if you could get that even smaller and crunchy. Yeah, it, it, it didn't look the best, obviously, because it was... Um, I mean, there's, it's kind of weird. It is a great project because there's so many things that you have to overcome. Because right. getting, getting the, the rope to come out you know, with ease and not restrict whatever you're firing. Cause that was the, you know, the, the thing was, you saw right firing something, but as soon as you attach string to it, you immediately, yeah. you're just trying to stop it all the time. Yeah. So it was making sure that that disappeared off, didn't tangle itself up. <laughs> and then, I mean, I was, to be fair, the coiling in of it with the cordless drill motor. I mean, I was just bloody lucky that that worked. <laughs> I think because somebody had tried it before and I think I just must've been, I mean, obviously, cordless drills have come on a long way, haven't they, in the last five or six years? I mean, probably even longer than that now. They've got really powerful. But if you can imagine what the old original Black & Decker ones yeah. used to be, I mean, they wouldn't pull the skin off a pudding, would they? Bloody <laughs> 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 rubbish. Yeah. So I think the fact that they'd got a lot better um, just helped, basically. And I think some people had obviously probably overlooked that because their head was still in the old cordless drill yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but obviously it did look all a little bit cumbersome on my wrist, but I mean, there's, you know, you can package it differently. Cause I was trying, when well, I was, wasn't trying to replicate the thing, the thing in the game was obviously completely fictional yeah. sort of thing, but it was, you know, it, it kind of matched the, uh, the gauntlet on the other side oh, yeah. with the bits of leather and all the stainless steel and bit not. So yeah, I'm just wondering if I can, if I can not, uh, completely rip you off and do that video. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, mate. Do it. <laughs> like no one's seen this before, correct? Yeah. Um, but uh, how about Al and Steve? Like, what do, do you guys have any big projects? Steve or Al? Sorry, before I totally shifted over, Al and I still have a bigger project that's probably more production driven than anything. But yeah. we're still holding on to that one. So yeah, yeah, Full full Metal Al is going to be my big one for the year. Um, If I can get that done before May and turn up in a suit of armor to make a central, that will be fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that 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 that's my big project for the year. But as you say, Brett, it's it's the it's the story side and the video side of it that's probably going to be equally just as big as learning how to build a suit of armor out of steel. Yes. (laughs) I was like. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I thought, I thought you were going to carry on. If you want another big project, Steve, I can come up with one. <laughs> I'm going to build a Viking ship. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't think I've got, like, next year I've not got any uh, big projects in terms of physically big. Um, a lot of the stuff that I want to do next year is more kind of mentally big, as in, like, things that I'm uh, either intimidated by or that I have no experience with that, uh, yeah. Um, so like there's a few um, electronics based projects that I want to, I really want to do Yeah. like in terms of coding and stuff like that. I've, I've, you know, I've done coding for years. It's, that's not the problem. It's the actual, um, the physical aspect of, of uh, how electric electricity as it were works and, and all that side of things. So that's, that's something that I've, I've got to kind of overcome and do that. Um, and the same with like a lot of the woodworking stuff, because as much as I take the piss out of woodworkers for dicking around with kindling, it's it is something that I would like to do a bit more of. Um, but uh, and like and learn a few new skills and things like that. And those are those are kind of the the big projects for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, well, no, no, it's, it's interesting you say that actually because everyone you know everyone says, oh, what, what's your next big thing?" 
but sometimes I build stuff just because I want to try and, you know, there's a technical element of something which I want to go and yeah, fiddle yeah. around with, uh, like the hydroforming videos. Uh, I don't know if you've seen yeah, them yeah, where you yeah, basically yeah, blow yeah, the metal, yeah. yeah, blow the metal up. That yeah, was, yeah. you know, I didn't want to make a firework suit. I just wanted to mess around with hydroforming. A little yeah. bit like the shredder as well, you know, just the thought of me making this little thing with gears because I've never done anything with gears before. I mean, yeah. that video, I mean, it was the first time I'd ever broached a keyway. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that was, was like, wow. I and mean, I was smacking it with a hammer at start. Like, this is doing it, but you're going to break this. That's why yeah. I bought the press sort of thing. But it's little things like that. So sometimes I don't look at projects as if like, what's the biggest thing I can do? It's like, what haven't I done and what do I want to do? Yeah. And then, in you know, what's the project after that? You know, because I don't know. These days, I just I wonder whether the scale of things is not really the most important thing. I think people like YouTube. It's all about the ideas and nearly the title and the thumbnail. Because <laughs> yeah. I've seen some videos that have been absolute rubbish that have gone mental, and it's just the title and the thumbnail that sold it all, sort of thing. So depending on what you're looking for, if you're looking for views and dollar and stuff, then you need to look at that rather than sometimes what you're actually bloody doing. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, all I was going to say, Steve. Um, I think I'm going to do a, a Mark II or the Hackbench. Nice, because as I find that I'm using it, and I'm doing more things like a bit more heavy duty and a bit more metal work now. It doesn't stand up, yeah. and I'd really like some of the mechanics on it to be a little bit more sophisticated. So, like beer dispenser, be a little bit. You know, I've got in my head. I've got the bit in Back to the Future Two where he orders a Pepsi in the bar. Oh yeah, and it, and it comes out of the bar like that. So yeah. instead of it like shooting out on a spring, I really want this kind of like sexy slow release yeah. of, of, of beer. Uh, basically, Colin, my, my my workbench has like a beer dispenser in it, like a voice. Oh, that's, that's safe. <laughs> a voice, 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 voice activated. It's voice activated. It's fine. Um, and it, yeah, basically, you just tell it to dispense beer, and it does. Um, yeah. But it's all like really sort of um, like Heath Robinson and yeah. kind of powered by bungee cords and stuff. So it's a bit is. I did break my thumb on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want something a little bit sexier, a little bit like maybe like you say, Steve, like electronics driven instead, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You could have it in using either like you could do it mechanically with like something like a gas strut. So it just goes up. Yeah. 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 Or, or uh, actuators, actuators and stuff. Yeah. That's something I've never worked with and they look really fun. Yeah. Oof. 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 Oh. Is it about that time, Steve? Okay, cool. Uh, so this week we are going to go with Colin first, seeing as he's the guest. So, Colin, who do you think is spiffing? I I think there's a there's a YouTube channel called This Old Tony. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I, I love this guy. He's, yeah. you know, I don't know what he looks like. I think there is a, an older video where you actually see him. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've purposely forgotten what he looks like. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, and he he uploads quite long videos. Do you know what I mean? His videos on average are about 15 to 30 minutes long, which is for a YouTube video is bloody long. Yeah. But I, I watch them all the way through. I learn a lot. You know, he's, he knows what he's doing. He's not like me who just buys stuff <laughs> and wings it. You know, he may break. I, God knows how many things I've broken, you know, learning to use it. You know, he's obviously, I don't know if he's a proper engineer or not. I do. I think he has said, you know, it is his hobby. Yeah. But he, you know, I don't know what he does as a, as a proper job. I don't know whether YouTube is his main living. I'm, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's, he's quite funny. He's, and he, he's just great. So, and every time he puts a video up, I'll watch it. And I think he has got quite a captive audience, do you know what I mean? Because his average video views is pretty bang on the same all the time. Yeah, yeah, so I think yeah. if you can watch him and you like him, then you you watch what he does. So, so no, this old Tony is a good bloke. Yeah. Yeah. I think because pretty much everyone that I'm friends with that's involved in any way with the, like the maker and the YouTube community, every time one of his videos goes out, I get about six messages going tot alert. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, he's got a new out. You've got to go watch it. Uh, Al, you're next. Yes, I would like to spiff uh, Mr. Dan Brown over on Instagram. Not the terrible author of <laughs> horrific books. Um, but yeah, uh, Dan has been setting up uh, a really fun, like, 
uh, movie challenge every Monday called The Off. Uh, there's been <laughs> there's been Arnold offs. Uh, I think there was a Die Hard off, and this week was the uh, Home Alone off, which was absolutely fantastic. So um, it's just really, it's something really fun, and it's on it's a Monday as well. Set your hair on fire. Well, yeah, I had to do the Wet Bandits bit because you know fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, Mondays are miserable, and it's just a bit of fun that picks everyone up and everyone gets involved, and it's really funny. So if you're not following Mr. Dan Brown, go check him out on Instagram. Yes, and join in on the off. Yeah, right. Do it, Brett. It's my turn, and it's your turn. I will not delay it any further <laughs> by double checking. <laughs> you said you'd be ready. I was looking. Yeah, fuck off. Um, so I was I was looking around to just check on YouTubers, but I have to go with just what's been in my head um, the last few days, and I don't think I've talked about them before. But there's a channel called the longest johns they are i know it's a weird name but they're like a shanty acapella group and not acapella but like they're just a like a band or a group of singers and they they've been doing live streams they've been doing you know their channel's still relatively small but it's just a bunch of folks over on your side of the pond that super like uh sea shanty music and piratey things and nautical stuff and they're really fun and they're super nice and i've i've started to actually chat with one of them because i commented on one of their videos when they put out a little stream i was like oh this is great i love when you guys upload i listen to your songs and then somebody in the comment section was like holy crap skull and spades here i knew you like pirate music i was like hey okay so that ended up sparking a little bit of a conversation between us behind the scenes. And they've been very, very nice. So yeah, nice. longest John's on YouTube. Go watch them. They're fun. Nice. They also played Sea of Thieves. Their one video that did really well is they played Sea of Thieves. And you could hear other players if you were in proximity. And they would just go around the entire game singing as a group over the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> And other people playing the game would just like stop and be like, "What is going on?" So, <laughs> I like their style. Yeah, it's your classic video game folk band combo YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, uh, so that's me. Um, I'm going to go with someone that we. I know we do this far too often, but I'm going to go with someone we have already spiffed. Um, <gasps> Andrew Alexander from Blacksmith Tools. The reason being is because when earlier on we were talking about um like going big and and also being a bit out there calling uh, Colin uh Andrew kind of <laughs> uh, Andrew kind of uh, embodies that for me because the amount of random massive machinery that he has and things like dropping a four thousand pound plate just on the floor by cutting the thing that's holding it with a hand hatchet while he stood on a crane and just <laughs> dumb stuff like that it's yeah such a cool dude and yeah he's definitely worth checking out if you don't already follow him um so yeah i think that's it so uh we're gonna wrap this up nice and quickly uh if you don't already follow colin uh you're living under a rock um but if you want to find him just put colin into uh, the internet and he should appear. <laughs> There'll be links to everything on uh, in the shows. Uh, so yeah, if you want to find Colin, go on YouTube's probably the best place to find him. Uh, yeah. And if you want to get hold of us, you can find us on all the usual social medias. Uh, you can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack! There we go. <laughs> uh, and if you want to meet us in person, well, you, you're not going to want to meet us three, but if you want to meet Colin in person, then he's going to be at Maker Central. Uh, there are tickets still available. Available. Um, it's on the 11th and 12th of May this year, and it's going to be you know, awesome. Uh, yeah. So go check it out and come along. And yeah, it's going to be good. Going to be good. I think that's it. So awesome. we'll see you later, guys. Thanks, Cheers for having me. Bye. Uh, yeah. Cheers, Thank Carl. you, Colin. Bye.